0: Uh, another episode of this podcast, The Journey to Your Best Self. Uh, Today, I brought on Coach Adam, and we're going to be talking about uh, all things nutrition. Um, Adam is a 15-plus veteran in this industry. He has coached everybody from beginners to top-level athletes, and so I thought he would be the best person to kind of interview in regards to, generally, why do we talk about nutrition when it comes to most gyms? You know, this isn't anything new to most of our listeners, but also kind of the different levels of How nutrition can apply to your life, depending on where you're starting from. So, Adam, just to kick things off, man. Like, generally speaking, in your experience, why do we need to have the conversation of nutrition with most people? Like, why? Why is this? It can't just be fitness, right? It can't just be hard workouts. In your experience, why do we need to have this conversation to begin with?
1: Well, I mean, the simple answer is that we only have our clients or or somebody in class for an hour, and there's 23 other hours in the day. We're not sure how those are going to impact what they're doing in the gym, whether it's whatever their goals are it's to lose weight, gain weight, you know, look better, all that good stuff. So those, what they're, how they're putting in, how they're, you know, eating and, and what, how they're drinking and all that other stuff is going to impact given that the amount of time that they have to do those things are way more than they have to do stuff in the gym. It's going to impact how they look and, and the results that they get from the time spent in the gym way more than just doing a 1-hour class or a 1-hour PT session with, with one of the coaches. So the if you don't have a conversation about nutrition, you're not you're you're, you're very quickly going to get stagnant in terms of pro- progress in any aspect of what that means to you, whether it's performance based or aesthetically based or both.
0: Or or even just Feeling, feeling better, right? Just having great energy, just getting, yeah, getting through your day where you feel like you're actually thriving. Like, I know, Robert always talks about like, most people have probably even forgotten not how bad they feel, but just how much better they could actually feel if we just addressed this elephant in the room for most people, right?
1: Right. Whether, you know, inflammation can, can be decreased based on what we eat. Uh, You know, most people have an, an adverse reaction to a lot of things. Let's say it's, you know, milk based where they, they don't like that. And it just doesn't agree with them, but they've just lived with it for so long that they don't realize what getting rid of that in their diet could do for them. Feel it just, you know, joint wise.
0: Right. Right. So, so now kind of moving into our population here at district H, we got everything from like, you know, just getting started. Like I have never done a dedicated exercise regimen in my life, all the way to people who I'd say have been in our facility for five plus years who are like still looking to get stronger, still looking to perform, still, still do well. What are kind of the different levels that you like to break out in your head? And, and maybe we start from the top and work our way down in terms of like, if we are at a performance-based level, when it comes to our nutrition, what does that look like? If we're just getting started, what does that look like? So let's start at the top. How do you kind of break it down in your head?
1: Right. So first of all, we have to define what a what, when I say the word competitive, when you're a competitor, what does that actually mean? And it doesn't mean that you just signed up for a competition uh, for a, a month from now and you're—it's a scaled comp, and it's the first one you're going to do. You're not a competitor yet. I wouldn't consider you that. But uh, a competitor is somebody who who has dedicated strength work, who does um, metcon specific to them, uh, lives and breathes—you know—getting better in performance-based stuff. Right? That's what they care about. So in that scenario that person's going to benefit most from knowing exactly what goes into their body at any given time so you know more of the macro type of uh of counseling where proteins carbs and fats are broken down uh take it a step further and we go into nutrient timing to figure out how much how long before a workout should i eat what should i eat before i work out to most benefit me dependent on that workout. If it's a very strength-based workout, you probably eat more carbs. If it's a very long duration workout, fats are a little bit more fat in that pre-workout meal uh, would probably benefit you. And then figuring out how does your body respond within a given time frame. So, you know, the window is usually between an hour and two hours before your workout that you would like to eat something. Uh, some people don't, obviously don't have that. If they work out at 5 a.m., they don't have that luxury. You're not gonna, work, you're, you're not gonna wake up at three just to eat. Uh, but at least for the most part, you know, figuring out, do you feel better two hours? Do you feel better an hour and a half? What is that sweet spot for you? And go from there, um, not strictly for a competitive athlete. And then taking it to not just pre-workout, but post-workout is uh, what I found is a lot of athletes don't eat enough to recover correctly, uh, you know, whether it's to avoid soreness or just to feel, you know you have to understand from a competitor standpoint, you're going into the gym every day and honestly doing a lot of stuff that's that you don't necessarily love doing because it's your weaknesses. So uh, making sure that you're fueled properly to attack those as best possible um, is going to start with how you recovered post-workout the day before, Uh, making sure you eat enough protein, making sure you eat enough carbohydrates and carbs kind of get a bad, you know, everybody has a bad connotation towards the word carbohydrate. Uh, but it is not bad, especially for competitors and people that are lifting lifting weights of any doesn't have to be super heavy, but lifting weights of any kind. Carbohydrates are going to help fuel you in that scenario. Uh, taking that a step down, let's just say you're everyday CrossFitter, somebody's coming to class, uh, like a lot of our members are. Uh, maybe let's on an average three to five times a week. Uh, those what I found, especially with talking to a lot of the members, um, you know, because I do coach a lot of the mornings and then the evenings as well is the morning people and my PT clients are the same way, tend to, let's just say, forget to eat. And I'm not saying that they forget, but they don't eat, especially in the morning. But you need something in you uh, to not only facilitate your eating throughout the day, like getting started on a, on a healthy habit right off the bat, but also you're going to notice a gigantic difference in terms of how the workout feels for you if you do have food in you, and I'm not saying it has to be a lot, let's just uh, say a quick snack that involves, you know, maybe it's oatmeal overnight oats that are easy to grab where you didn't have to prep it that morning. You can just kind of, you know, grab it from the fridge and go, you can eat it on your way. I'm, you know, are not, and when you, when you break it down to that everyday crossfitter, now the nutrient timing isn't as important. I just need you to have something in your body that you're, that, that you can, you can use to fuel yourself throughout that hour. That I don't I, want, I don't want you to experience headaches light dizziness I don't want you to experience any of that during a workout and I've found that eating beforehand is definitely going to help with that and then let's go to beginners uh, the main thing if, if you were to obviously we're talking about food right but water intake throughout the day a lot of people are dehydrated and don't even realize it really comes out during their classes or their on-ramps or, or their momentum one-on-one sessions with us where they don't kind of realize how little they drink water throughout the day, or they have they have supplemented water or replaced it with some other drink that is mainly sugar based. Mm-hmm. If we we're able to get rid of that and just add an add enough water or add enough of of other things where they feel better, then it's going to progress as they move along. And as a beginner, a lot of people, a lot of people join a gym to lose weight. We have to understand that, but they, we they've been taught over the years of like non-fat is good for you. Right. And um, if you calories in versus calories out is like, I just need to eat less and I'll lose weight. Um, And that typically it's harder for us to, to, give them a great workout, have them feel better, if that's their overall mindset. Uh, So getting out of that and making sure that just as a beginner walking into a gym that you might not feel comfortable with, the answer isn't always to eat less. The answer is to eat the right stuff. Volume does not equal quality, right? Or, you know, we can have a whole, you know, for example, like a salad is not always healthy, right? But, uh, you know, taking into account, kind of teaching them what is good, what is bad about food, and just making one change that is immediate, that is not overly, for lack of a better it's not overwhelming to them. It's something that they know, okay, over the course of the next two or three weeks, I'm going to come to class. Uh, Adam's going to coach me, and I'm going to make this one change in my daily life that I am able to sustain. And then two or three weeks down the road, when I check in with them again, we, if it's going well and it's consistent we can then make another change and we can build have the building blocks where I'm not asking you to to track your proteins carbs and fats I'm not asking you to learn everything there is to know about food I'm asking you to make one change that I've decided is 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 in your best interest and you've agreed is doable and then we can progress from there so you know obviously there's all different levels and people have different needs but I'm trying to make it, you start at the top with that competitive level. That's Mm -hmm. hard. Right. And then I want to make it as easy as possible for the beginner so that it's sustainable. When when it comes to nutrition, yes, we all want to have the conversation about it, but the ultimate goal of of us as nutrition coaches or or, uh, nutrition, like just helping people with nutrition is down the line, whatever it is, three months, six months, a year, I don't, I want you to fire me. Like, I don't want you to have to continue to pay me monthly. I want to teach you what you need to do so that in 10 years, you're still doing these things and you're feeling way better than you ever thought you could.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I think as, as coaches, our ultimate goal is to build complete autonomy in our clients. And yes, if you love working with us and you like hanging out with us and sweating with us, we'd love to have you, but you know what you need to do. You know, you know how to be in control of your own life. That's, I think ultimately that's what people are striving for kind of working back up that, that structure that you talked about. So let's start back at the beginner. What are the big rocks, right? Like you you mentioned, like most of the time, it's just making like this one small change and it's around hydration or just around understanding uh, the, you know, nutrient density inside of food, right? Like eating, eating a head of broccoli versus eating a thing of fries. Like you're going to feel completely different. Right. Um, Kind of in your, in your conversations with some of your beginner clients that you're, that you're talking to, what are the big rocks that you're moving for them right now? Like just yeah. give like one or two examples.
1: I know, I know that we, we call ourselves nutrition coaches, but the conversation has to involve other aspects as well. And, and I, like we talked about, we hydration, that's a big deal. And uh, not skipping meals is really a, a huge thing that a lot of people tend to do, especially, I know I keep harping on it, but especially breakfast, people tend to skip. And that's something where that's, to me, that's an easy easy transition into let's just eat. Let's just start the day within an hour of you waking up, eat something. That's where I'm not telling you what to eat. I just need you to put something in your body. And that's the huge rock. And then to kind of take it from a holistic perspective, another huge thing that that I tend to talk about with clients is sleep, because, you know, who isn't sleep deprived, especially if you have kids, uh, but sleep is a huge issue uh, that can hopefully be fixed that will then translate to so many different positives, uh, both how you feel, how the workout goes, uh, what's going on down the road.
0: So so, pausing right there. So let let's let's tackle the big rocks of not skipping meals, particularly breakfast, and and getting good night's sleep. Right. What are a couple of tips people can can easily implement when it comes to like like you mentioned, like overnight oats, just something that's kind of like a quick and grab, especially if you're kind of a, a morning warrior in the in the gym. What other tips would you provide? It just talking about not skipping meals. What's worked for you and and some of your clients in the past?
1: Yeah. So in the past, when it comes to not skipping meals. Um, <clears throat> It's easy to say meal plan throughout the week, but how realistic is that? Uh, I tend to just give give people, let's just stay, let's just say three days a week, you're going to eat breakfast, right? So I'm not even asking you to do it every day. But that means that, for example, in in this scenario, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm gonna ask you to eat breakfast. And like I said, I always, my go-to is overnight oats because I know that it's easy to grab and go. Even if we just started with something as simple as a yogurt, right? I'm just asking you to put something in your body. That means that for the overnight oats, on Sunday night, you'd have to prep for that Monday. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, but then Monday, you don't do anything. Then Tuesday night, you have to prep for that Wednesday. And then Thursday night, you have to prep for that Friday. That's that's usually my starting point. Is, is And it doesn't have to be overnight oats. You can make pancake, like protein pancakes, which everybody tends to like, put them in the fridge. You, you can microwave them the next day, You know, 30 seconds and you can eat them, right? Those can be prepped as well. You can do that on a Sunday and prep for the rest of the week if you're able to do that. But something as simple as that, you know, you buy five yogurts, okay, grab one in the morning. And it does, I'm not, we're not trying, I'm not trying to have you completely reinvent your diet right off the bat. I'm just having you start with putting something in your body within an hour of you waking up. And I found that those three things typically the yogurt's like the easiest thing in the world because they don't have to do any work. You just go to the grocery store, buy five of them, you have them for the week. Uh, but taking it a step further, if you want something a little bit more nutrient dense, then that that's where I go to the overnight oats. And then when it comes to sleep, uh, most people, obviously, you know, these days are, are addicted to their phones. Um, I, I personally read on an iPad, so it's tough for me to, to, to get away from that. And I understand, I sympathize, but getting, you know, 45 minutes to an hour before we're ready to go to bed, having a wind down process that hopefully doesn't involve all the blue lights in our world, uh, can help you. Sort of get away from feeling like your your sleep is 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 not good. Uh, so that's usually my my first recommendation for them is is even if it's something as simple as just like buying a hard copy of a book, uh, or or spending 30 40 minutes of your b- before you're ready to go to bed with your skin, you know, other, you know not watching television or something like that. Uh, it helps just relax the mind to get more into a place where you're ready to actually go to bed. That's my biggest tip with sleep. Uh, is trade in, I mean, I had to do it too, trade in the iPad for a book or trade in the phone for a book or, or something that doesn't ruin our circadian rhythm and going from there. So uh, yeah, eating, no, meals, I- eating meals is definitely the, the the number one conversation I have with clients is not skipping meals.
0: And to all our listeners out there, you guys, after after we're done recording this, um, I'll put some some resources in the show notes, uh, access to kind of good morning recipes, uh, what are what are good sources of protein that you can easily implement, you know, like uh Adam mentioned like something like a yogurt, you know, like just just something to guys fuel your body. And then we, we'll also put in some some show notes in regards to sleep. Um now kind of just moving back up the pyramid. Now let's go to that. Hey, like I got the basics down. I like coming in four to five times a week. And maybe I need to get a little bit more specific, not like elite level athlete, but more specific. What are the conversations you're having? One to two big rocks that we can move with those types of people.
1: Right. So let's just give two examples in terms of like yeah. a client that is in that scenario where it's like, I'm, I'm doing a common class one in the morning, one in the evening, evening c- c- person in that scenario is always going to say they feel stronger because they have a whole day of eating underneath them before they work out. Morning person's always going to say they feel weaker obviously because they're you, know, you just woke up. Uh, but what, a couple of big conversations or big proponents or helpful tips that I have for those people is one, write down what you are eating, right? So that's step one. Be, uh, we we want to keep it relatively away from tracking carbs, proteins, and fats, right? I'm not asking you to do that. But we still have to have some sort of, of a detailed idea of what are you putting into your body before your workout, right? And what are you putting into your body after your workout, post-workout? Uh, and, and nine times out of ten, whatever they write down, I'll tell them double. That's it. it's it's, it's as, as simple as you you know they think a little bit goes you know is enough, and you're coming to class. Let's just say on average four times a week, you're doing a lot to your body. You're, you're putting it through. You're asking for it to do a lot to to whether it's strength training or cardiovascular endurance training or whatever day it is that we have. Uh, you know, what you're acquiring from it, it needs more and mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, it just needs more food. Uh, and I'll usually get a no conversation of, Hey, what is like a fast digesting carb? Uh, something as simple as a grab and go banana, right? Just eat a banana before you work out. Uh, you, I don't, you, if you need a little bit more fat in your diet, like on a, on a cardio day, or you feel like you're 20 or 10 minutes into a 20 minute AMRAP that has running and biking in it, you feel kind of blah. Okay, let's take that. Let's take that uh, banana and let's add peanut butter to it because now we're at fats. And hey, it tastes good. Who's not going to tell me I don't want to eat peanut butter and banana? Very few people in my life. Uh, so as simple as just adding more food to their pre-workout, you know, it's not going to make you fat, as people are obviously worried about when it comes to eating more uh, to to how tran- well, that translates to their life. Uh, when it comes to the evening, people. You know, it's, it's, I already had breakfast. I already had lunch and now I'm going to leave work rushing to the gym to get to the, let's just say the 5:30 class. Uh, and they need to figure out what can I eat pretty much in the car that allows them to be ready for class, but at the same time, not feel weighed down, not feel like uh, it's sitting in their stomach. I have that conversation a lot with clients where it's like, Oh, I don't, you know, I don't want anything in my stomach right now. And I, you know, I'll eat after. So it's figuring out, hey, what kind of foods do you like, right? And then what kind of foods would you, if, if if we reframe the entire day and you can do whatever it is you wanted to do before you worked out, what would you eat? And usually somebody always has an answer. They're, they're always going to tell me, well, I would prefer to eat this or prefer to eat that. And we usually make one or two changes to that. But typically in that scenario, I would like you to have mainly a carbohydrate-based snack before you come to the gym. I'm not saying it has to be fancy. Uh, It can even be a drink, you know, a shake. Uh, They do sell carbohydrate, like carbs that are involved in a protein shake where you know, 30 minutes before your class, I'm sure you can just shake it up and drink it. That's that's not impossible to to expect from a client. Uh, And that's usually my go-to for them just because first of all, you're driving more than likely to come to the gym at that time. Uh, I'm not, I don't want you to have to be fumbling around. You can shake, you can do a shaker bottle and, and get a little bit of carbs, a little bit of proteins. I understand you've had the day of eating already, so you might not need as much versus the morning person, uh, but you do need something. And then for that, for that athlete, one of the most important aspects is, is what do I eat post-workout? And typically <laughs> that's your window where you can go home and, I know everybody does a workout and they feel like, okay, well, I don't wanna ruin this workout by eating the wrong things. I have that conversation a lot with clients. um, And then they're like, well, should I just have a salad? Everyone's go-to is, should I just have a salad, right? Uh, That's your times to eat carbohydrates, that's your times to eat sweet potatoes, to eat rice, to eat things like that, that are very dense and carbohydrate dense, because your muscles will use it in the right way because you did just work out, you did just lift some weights. All that good stuff. So I use that's one of the biggest conversations I have with almost every four to five times a week class Mm -hmm. person is you know listen this is your window of eating those nutrient dense carbohydrates post workout do it and whatever whatever amount you think you should do eat more like I'm not telling you to eat till you're sick I'm not telling you to do any of that where I'm not trying to tell you to overeat but I want you to understand that your body is going to utilize the nutrients that you're bringing into it, especially at that time. And that's
0: one yeah. of the conversations. Yeah. And, and, and again, to all, to all of our listeners, I'll make sure to put a link in our show notes uh, with access to uh, Thorne Supplement Company who we're affiliated with. If, if you need access to a supplement, like Adam's talking about, like just a quick, something to put in a shaker bottle, crush it, come to come to your workout and you have at least fuel to get you through the workout. Uh, we have resources available to you uh, to be able to help with that. Um, now I think what's the honest conversation to have Adam and even that person that comes four to five times a week. And it sounds like all we're doing is really building awareness and getting into a better habit of make sure we're eating enough food to fuel all the activity we have going on in the gym, but also just get good at introducing different nutrients at different times, right? Like I really need you to, to like eat those carbohydrates post-workout, right? That's your time to utilize it, but there are limitations to that, right? Like if, if I have a four to five time a week you know, workout warrior and you have a physique goal, right? We all, I want to actually look like the guys that go to the CrossFit games or actually want to look a certain way. You're not saying that what you're prescribing right there is going to solve that immediate problem, right? You're just saying, Hey, if you want to like tackle the workout with some intensity, feel like you have enough energy, this is how you do it. But that doesn't mean that all of a sudden that we're going to get to a, a, a physique that we're necessarily looking for. If that's one of our specific goals, I just want to make sure listeners understand the limitations of what it is that you're, that you're kind of recommending in for, for general purposes. So do you, right. do you want to speak to that real quick?
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, those recommendations that I have in, those conversations that I'm having with clients, that's the beginner and, and I'll say intermediate for lack of a better word. So beginner intermediate level athletes where our members it's not an aesthetic conversation. It's honestly, it's a health conversation. It's, it's making sure that you're going to feel better for the next five years than you did the last five years. And that's the ultimate goal. We're, okay, well, are, are we talking about a six pack? And, and we, no, we're not having that conversation. We're having a conversation of you don't like what you look like and I'm going to get you closer to the ultimate goal as a stepping stone, but getting there is going to take a little bit more, Yeah. Um, you know, and, and to that point, yes, I'm not saying that that person can never look like a cross the games athlete, but that is way more involved. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that would have to take, you know, actually writing down, you know, abiding by a strict diet of protein, carbs, fats, fiber, uh, along on top of nutrient timing, on top of quality of food. All of those things, it's building blocks to get to, yeah, looking like a great God, you know? Like, is that attainable? Yeah, absolutely, it's uh, it's 100% attainable depending on, on how committed you wanna be to, to, the, to that goal. But if I get you from not being happy with yourself for the first five years, or for the last five years, sorry, to three, four months into joining the gym, you are feeling better, you're looking better, things hurt less and you understand more about food in general, like you have a better idea outside of just the marketing world that we live in. Mm-hmm. That's the, con- that's the reason I'm having that conversation. I'm not having a conversation with uh, it'd be a different conversation to talk about how do I look like Rich from? Well, yeah. yeah, let's, you know, here's how you can do that. But that, that is, that is so outside the scope of, of the realistic human being. Right. And, and, and honestly, it's, do you need to look like that? No. Are you competing at the CrossFit Games? No. Uh, would you like to? Of course. Yes. But uh, I care more about you feeling better than looking a certain way uh, for those, for those athletes. Obviously then the competitors will be on another.
0: another yeah. Way. Yeah. And, I mean, and just to kind of round out the interview, like you have the breadth, you have the, the range to be able to address the beginner to the high-end athlete. So like for this handful of people in our gym that are performance-based are maybe aesthetic-based, like they, they do want to look like a Greek God, like give them the realistic picture of the sacrifice and decisions that need to be made in order to get to that level. Yeah. I would love to look like Rich Froning. Number one, I don't have his genetics. Number two, I don't, I can't work out all day, every day. Right. But like Give people a realistic expectation of like this is what you guys are seeing on ESPN and stuff. Here's what it actually takes to get there, like and right. being successful. You want to unpack that real quick,
1: yeah, yeah. and real quick. So if you look at a, a CrossFit Games athlete, the, first off, those Games athletes are are working out six to seven hours a day. You know, Rich Rich Froning, for example, Matt Fraser when he was the top of the world. That's that's their their entire life. They're, they're at the gym from eight a.m. to six p.m. They're doing ten or twelve. Components a day, whether it's strength based, metcon based, or both, or whatever it is, they're dying on a salt bike for forty five minutes a day to look and, and and perform that way. Whereas, and then people watch it like, I can do that in a year. Like, no, 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 you can't. But that sacrifice that he made, that they all make, is is that's that's they're they're willing to to deal with that to perform they're not even looking at it from an aesthetic-based perspective they're just like hey what can i eat to help me perform this workout and then their performance and their their intensity and, and the weights they're moving and all of that stuff contributes to how they look now if you were to take strictly an aesthetic-based like you know a bodybuilder yeah jay cutler ate nine meals a day and all it was was chicken and rice nine nine times a day what did he enjoy it no he said he hated it. But the ultimate outcome was he was 290 pounds, like 4% body fat. If you want to look like that, cool, but you have to commit to, to eating a certain way and, and weighing and measuring your food and, and understanding, okay, it's, I just ate two hours ago. I'm literally going to have to force feed myself food because your body needs it to look the way you want it to look. Um, so it, it's two totally different ends of the spectrum in terms of aesthetics versus performance and aesthetics aesthetics and bodybuilding or something like that where you, physique versus how crossfit athlete game crossfit games athletes look but they're both making the same type of sacrifice and it's 100% mental. It's like am I willing to, to do this seven, eight hours a day for years just to look a certain way well for aesthetics to look a certain way for competitive athletes to perform a certain way and that's yeah. that's the sacrifice you have to make and most you know are the members of the gym they're coming in for an hour is it's it's not the same you're not going to get the same outcome but that doesn't mean that you can't look better feel better and be yeah healthy.
0: and so kind of put to, to put a nice bow on this adam and wrap this up so ultimately i think people want to feel better yes they want to f- lose those few pounds do they need to be looking like a bodybuilder probably not but they, they would like to feel confident and, and just feel like they they look good in the mirror, right? Yeah. Pave that road for them, pave that path. Like, okay, if, if you're starting out from zero, zero knowledge, and I got to get you to that end point, And ultimately you fire me, you know, as a nutrition coach, because you know how to take control of your life. Just paint that road for them. How, where do we start them? Why do we start them off slow? Um, why is it that we need to lay the foundation before we can talk about like this more specific things around how to get actual body composition? Just speak to that real quick.
1: Yeah. So, you know, let's just take an initial consultation that I'd have in terms of nutrition with a client. It's it's the first question that I'm going to ask you is why, you know, what, what do those five, 10, 15, whatever number you throw out at me in terms of how much weight you want to lose or how you want to look, what does, what does that mean to you on a deeper level? Why, why do you want to, to lose that weight? What would that translate to your life? You know, how would that make you better or feel better? All that stuff. Right. And, And, and yes, on the surface, it makes sense, but, when you get more to to the to the emotional level of it of like what really okay what what does that mean to me that conversation is much more involved that conversation really pulls them into understanding okay this is this is the reason this is the real reason it's usually not the first first thing that they would say but it, it takes a couple a couple underlying converse, or questions that that spark more thought and then once we once we figure that out then i'm going to start you on a path of, of like you said start slow yes we're going to start slow you know and it might seem too slow at first but i want to make sure that it's sustainable if i give you the if i give you the test on the first day you're never going to pass it so i need you to start with with one thing that you know you'll be able 100% able to succeed to succeed at for the course of for the for our first two weeks right and I'm not, like I said earlier, it doesn't have to be every day. Maybe it's three of the five days of the week. You're doing this and you're consistently doing it for the next two weeks. And then we'll meet again. And okay, let's ask question one. How successful were we? Was it hundred percent? No. Why not? Why was it not hundred percent? Let's reel it back to what is the original answer to why you're doing this? And are we on that path? If we aren't great, let's build on it to another Another step, and and there's building blocks to get us closer and closer to, to. You realize, you know, once once two months is down the road, we've established three or four differentiations from where you started in terms of your overall food intake that you might not even recognize yourself from two months ago. Imagine two months later, and two months later, and now these are no longer things you have to do. This is just how you your daily life. This is just how you live. These are just aspects of it that have now crept into and overtaken what you had thought. And now this is just normal for you to the point where a year from now, when you fire me, it's because you don't even have to think about doing it. It's just a yeah. regular part of your life. Like, okay, I don't, for example, we use an app and in that app, I can I'll give you a daily like, checklist of, okay, did I do this? Yes, awesome. And then we start a streak to a year from now, you will never have to check in on the app. You won't have to think about doing it. It's just, that's okay. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then at, at X amount, I'm going to do this. and At X time, I'm going to do that. Like, it's just, you, when you get to that point a year from now where you don't have to think my job's done.
0: Yep. Yeah. Maybe they bring you back in for, specific seasons, hey Adam, I really want to get dialed in because I got passionate about bodybuilding and I want to do a right. physique competition. Okay. Then yeah, let, let's talk about it. But to your point, like for general health and like just being able to thrive, like we've created your own autopilot for you. You know how to do it. We've completely rewired how you operate and think to the point where it's just like breathing. Right. right. You're just like I just right. this is my life. Right. Now, That's your, our yeah. to your
1: point, like yeah. What's going to happen is seven, eight, nine months from now when you when when we're fully immersed in this this new way of dealing dealing with food your goal is probably going to change and and yes then i'm needed still and and not to say that like i'm creating my own life for you or whatever it is but like i'm our our goal has changed so now what we need to do our checklist is needs to be added to or or altered something that so yeah, if our goals change, and now in a a year, you're, you're, you're interested in bodybuilding competition, you're interested in uh, really being a competitor in terms of CrossFit, you've seen this immense growth in a year, then yeah, I mean, I'm always going to be there to help them, you know, but I don't need to be holding their hand as much as in the beginning. So, you know, the, the, the touch points change, how much conversation they, we need to have together changes, uh, but I'll never not be a part of their journey. It's just, the the amount of help change, it, it, it
0: just differentiates a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So so guys, to so all our listeners out there, you know, if you're interested in learning more about uh, you know, Adam his approach to nutrition, you're 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 kind of wondering how you can improve your own nutrition because you want to have a specific goal around either health or being able to come to the gym and thrive for four or five times a week or actually get into performance mode you kind of understand the breadth that Adam has and how he, the big rocks, how he moved those for you so that you are 100% confident he can actually solve the problem that you're you're looking to solve. And I'll end with this, everyone, is that Adam spoke about in that consultation, digging into the why. And I know like a lot of times people don't want to go there with us. It's just a very unnatural conversation because how many times in your life are people like, no, let's let's talk about really deep stuff, right? If you can get clarity on that why, If you can really dig in and understand what this means in your life, when it gets hard and it's bound to get hard, whatever we're trying to change our habits, our lifestyle, we're going to hit roadblocks. You have to be able to have a deeper meaning for why you're trying to do something, because that is what's going to ultimately just drive you forward through those tough times. And so if you guys can get clarity on that or need help getting clarity on that, that's why we have professional coaches and we're all open and trained and want to have those conversations with all of our clients. So uh, with that said, you guys uh, have a great rest of your day and I'll, I'll include everything in the show notes that you need to go ahead and get started. Adam, anything you want to say to wrap this up?
1: No, that was great. I mean, if you have any other questions, please reach out to me, whether it's at the gym or, uh, you know, via social media or DM me, it doesn't matter. I'd love to have the conversation with, with as many people as one. I'm just willing
0: to. Awesome. All right, with that, you guys, take care.